What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. 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 It was the air message of, do you want to leave? And I was like, what do I choose? Because I was like trying to think in, <laughs> trying to think in my head. Do I want to talk to her or do I not want to talk to her? I don't know. No, what am but I, I was like, I was like, we can't say the name of the PS topics, but we can. Because if you want to know what's going to come out. Yes, we can. So like I was seeing, I got five PS episode podcast topics that I researched. Um, so PS, I'm not too anything t-o-o i'm not too anything too Ooh. intimidating too emotional too this to that love that p.s you are enough i just think i want that one to be a fluffy soft loving 10 minutes of just yeah positive affirmations here for it p.s okay you made the choice to level up now what just like what we were talking oh. about of like um why the fuck is everything going wrong <laughs> Dude, you know, what's so funny though, is I just listened to another podcast kind of about that today. And it was Mm -hmm. about, you know, it's one thing to say you're going to level up, but then it brings action and people are often scared. So they don't say it out loud. Moving right into the next one. P.S. Get off your ass. Motion versus action. Yes. And then P.S. Failure isn't real. So I thought of like describing how it's a mindset and a way to view a situation versus what like what's actually going on. Mm hmm. And I didn't even go and steal those from anybody. I literally put on a podcast and I was like, oh, this is annoying. We can do better. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, all these topics. And I was like, well, what has come up? And like the enough has come up with um, one of the sessions I was doing last night. And then the two anything, like I can't tell you how many women I've had in the past couple of weeks who have checked. um, I've been told I'm too emotional or too sensitive or too whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not here for that. So we're going to take that away. And then in my case, you're too abrasive and assertive. <laughs> yeah. Mine's probably you're too much. You're a lot. I know I shit. any other fucking way. I wouldn't, I would not. Okay. So those are the PS episodes. So let's dive in to <laughs> episode number 37. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yes this was a requested topic I think it's probably honestly requested by a lot of people maybe just not like vocalized to all of us but I think mm-hmm. because we talk about this so much in other episodes and other aspects of things people would love to hear more about it so Mari Mari girl Mar. give me a minute Mar. let me get to it <laughs> shit <laughs> this is us when we're fucking in our 60s brought out the big guns there's probably so much like static noise people are probably like (laughs) okay what are we talking about today we're talking about radical acceptance right so I feel like last episode there was this discussion about um different ways that you know you could deal with the situation and one of them was radical acceptance of I think it came up in our forgiveness yes yep that wasn't the last episode. That it was, was a few episodes ago. No, a few episodes ago. We were talking about radical acceptance. And so this was brought up by one of my clients who was like, you guys talk about it. 
but you don't really talk about it. It's snowing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got very distracted. No, it's not snowing here. It's motherfucking snowing. You always get the good stuff. I love snow. Um, although Sophia's trampoline is not down, I don't want to be those people. Buy <laughs> 46 pounds of snow on the trampoline. Like, I don't want to shovel the trampoline this winter. <laughs> oh. Okay, this is real life. Anyways, so, uh, back to the episode. We'll radically accept that it's snowing. Yes. Okay. I can't. It, looking outside, it, it's like this like dreary, but like white like that shit burns my eyeballs yes okay radical acceptance when you can't keep painful events and emotions from coming your way how many times have we all had this happen where a situation comes about and the end result is not something that we want but it's not necessarily something that we can change so it has to be that we radically accept this situation because here's the thing you're going to either get stuck trying to fight what is actually happening, like what's real, or we can radically accept, process through, accept that it's happening and move forward. So in the forgiveness episode, we talked about radical acceptance a little bit and discussed um, that, well, and we discussed that forgiveness too. Forgiveness isn't saying that, hey, I'm okay with what you did or that what is going on or what happened was okay. The same with radical acceptance. Just because we choose to radically accept something, which means wholeheartedly with our mind, body, and spirit accepting something, doesn't mean that we necessarily agree with what's happening or are okay with it. Yeah, it's not condoning what happened. Yeah, yes. It's just saying, I can't change it. Yes. So what is radical acceptance? So radical means all the way, complete and total. It's accepting in your heart, body, mind, spirit, And it's when you stop fighting reality, we stop throwing temper tantrums because reality isn't what we want. And we let go of bitterness and what we wish would happen, what we would Mm -hmm. hope would happen. That is spending and giving so much extra time and energy to situations that aren't real. That's unattainable. No amount of wishing will create those things, right? Right. And with all of that thought process, all of that mental power that you're putting into something that you wish could happen, you could spend all of that energy towards radical acceptance Mm -hmm. and or just um, learning a new skill to be able to help you move through with whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. So what has to be accepted? Reality as it is. And the facts about the past and the present are facts, even if we don't agree with them or like them. What has happened has happened. Yep. There are limitations on the future for everyone, but only realistic limitations need to be accepted. So again, what's going to happen or come up in the the future or what's what's yeah, what's coming up or yes, what's coming in the future has to be accepted and there are limitations on what has to be accepted because it's not like I'm going to accept something that's five years in the future. Does sure. that make sense? Like yeah. I, I understand that my daughter is eventually going to grow up. That's not what I radically need to accept right now. I need to accept where she's at. She's eight and that she's asserting independence. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's a lot. Difficult. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. <laughs> okay. So we have to radically accept everything has a cause, including events and situations that cause pain and suffering. Case in point, 2020 was like my year of death. <laughs> like I mm-hmm. knew so many people who passed away and looking at it was this thought process of, 
I can stay stuck in this grief and this, um, these thoughts and feelings about how it's COVID and it's unfair that I don't get to go to um, the appropriate funerals or proper burials or like the celebration of life that usually happens after them for these people because they mean so much to me. You just have to accept that it is what it is. And two of them rather quickly died. So that was also radically accepting at, at the fact that it, it, within two weeks, both were gone. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I was going to say, I think death is actually something that for me, I don't want to say it's been an easier situation to radically accept. As I've gotten older, I have come to the realization and acceptance of the fact that death is going to happen to everybody that I love. It just is. I can't change that. I can't prevent that. I can't stop it from happening. Excuse me. And like you said, I could remain in I would say it's like a grief spiral, right? I, I spiraled hardcore when my friend died when I was 19, because it was just so like 19 year olds don't die. What this isn't supposed to happen. You know, like that was, that fucked me up as opposed to like my 80 year old aunt or something that passed away who was sick. Right. Um, for a long time. And I think we've talked about this before, but even when we were learning DBT, right at our old job, And we had to like totally transition over into a DBT program. And I was like, this is fucking dumb. I hate it because I didn't want to learn something new. It was overwhelming. It was hard. And I was like, I don't understand some of this stuff because to me, it didn't make sense because I wasn't at a place where I could internalize new information. And it I think it was probably because it was shit that like I was being confronted with that I needed to change and I wasn't ready to hear it. Right. Yeah. So radical acceptance was something that I was like, I'm fucking never doing that. Cause I want to stay mad because that's fucking bullshit. Right. Like I thought yes. that was how it was supposed to be. Right. And that just leads to continued cynicism and resentment. And like, why, why do you want to live like that? I did. It was dumb because it's comfortable. Absolutely. Because it's, it's comfortable, comfortable but say- uncomfortable. Right. Right. And well, that's, my per- that's my perfect and fit. Not perfect. That's my favorite question or, um, statement to put back on clients right if they're Mm -hmm. like well well, why do you stay well because because it's comfortable but are you yeah are you comfortable yep i i use that you're comfortable i was like really doesn't sound like comfortable no and then they're like (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like yeah it's okay and then they never reschedule with you again i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) some people but hey if you can't handle that intake that's okay (laughs) That's okay. There's a reason. There's yes. a reason I hit you with all the facts. Yep. Take. Yep. I, I let you know up front. Yes. I'm going to say some shit that you might not be ready to hear. Mm-hmm. Do and you okay. use radical acceptance? Um, are they considered coping thoughts with radical acceptance? <laughs> Do you teach those to clients? Like I've attempted yes. and I've tried and some people it sticks and some people are like, that's dumb. And I'm like, oh, yes okay. and no. It, it is after I've taught them probably every other skill. Sure. And when I feel like there's a hard press for me to find clients who really have things that they need to radically accept. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I feel like there's some situations, medical situations that I have with people. I do, I do have a lot of women who deal with infertility. Mm-hmm. So an infertility journey is definitely something that we discuss of, of radical acceptance after the fact that we have gotten 
through all the trials and tribulations and like validating their emotions. Like you're allowed to be fucking mad. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to be, you know, ashamed. Whatever emotion comes up with that, that journey and any other journey, trauma thing that you go through, you're allowed to have all of those emotions. So I like people to feel those emotions first before moving to radical acceptance, because sometimes I think that radical acceptance can be a cop-out of people just, um, blanketly saying, well, like mud is what it is, but like, sure. you, like you need to feel that you need yes. to really say it, it is what it is. Like I used this to is find that statement so offensive. I'm, yeah. Right. But it's, this is the situation that I'm presented with. There's nothing I can change about it. Okay. I can either stay stuck and be absolutely upset about it, or I continue to move forward. Mm-hmm. The last part in the, what has to be accepted is the part that everybody needs to hear mm. life can be worth living even if painful events are happening mm-hmm. or have happened so you can go through trauma and still have a fulfilling life you can go through upsets and disappointments and still feel fulfilled in this life that is a mindset i was just gonna say that's a choice this is what we're saying of like, and so, so taking it a step further than choice, right? So people in this trauma and shit like that, that I think could be, they could be like, it's a fucking choice. It was a fucking choice for me to sure. blah, 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 blah. Okay. Not so that it's a choice that you experience right. those things. Right. Right. So let's back up even. This is a mindset. We have to radically accept and shift our minds into understanding that what has happened has happened. Mm-hmm. And it, in all of its glory, it was not fair. It was not okay. It was, it was horrible. It, it was whatever, insert whatever word or adjective or fucking verb, or I don't fucking know, whatever literary scholar word that you need to put there for you to understand that it happened mm-hmm. and it was blank. That doesn't mean though, that that changes the whole trajectory of your life. That doesn't mean that your life is over. That doesn't mean any of those things. That is a mindset shift. That Mm -hmm. is a choice. It's a choice to choose a different mindset, a different view. You can go through these traumatic things and still be you. Mm -hmm. So why, why accept reality? So we said, what is radical acceptance? What has to be accepted? Why though? Why accepted? Seven parts. Rejecting reality does not change reality. Mm -hmm. Changing reality requires first accepting reality. Pain cannot be avoided. It's nature's way of signaling that something is wrong. So let's just stop on those fucking three. Yeah. You pretending that it's not happening doesn't mean it's not fucking happening. That doesn't <laughs> mean that you're not going through it, guys. Just because you're like, oh, I'll put that on the back burner. It's mm-hmm. not that bad. Yes, the fuck it is. Yes, it is. So it's time to deal with it. Change Avoidance does not admonish what's going on. Yes. Yes. And in order to change what's happening, you need to accept it. Mm-hmm. You need to understand that it's happening. In order to change the fact that you have depression or are suffering from depression, you have to accept it. Mm-hmm. You have to realize that it's happening. I see this and you know, I think about this and I think about some of my teens who have struggled with some of their diagnoses that are... Um, 
So I classify diagnoses, some diagnoses with my teens as ones that can go away and ones that are with us for life. And so some of my teens who get the diagnoses that are with us for life really struggle with this fact because accepting that we maybe have a mental health diagnosis that isn't going to go away um, feels very alone, feels very lonely. And it feels very like there's something wrong with me. There's a lot of shame and stigma behind it. And so it can this feel like is dreadful, right? Of like, oh, this yeah. I have to deal with the rest of my fucking life. Cool. Yeah. Like I'm going to be like this forever. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Yep. Yeah. And so this is what, I guess this would be where I do teach radical acceptance and, and like coming to terms with the fact like this is something you're going to have for forever. And, and here's the thing. There's such a stigma around mental health. Like if you got a cancer diagnosis from your doctor, you're not going to sit here and be like, I'm a piece of shit. I'm, I'm, I'm unworthy. I'm this, I'm that. You're going to be like, whoa, what the fuck happened? You know, like, okay, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be this shame spiral of I'm, I did this. Mm-hmm. It's my fault. Yes. Yes. And then the emotions that come with it, pain cannot be avoided. It's nature's way of signaling that something is wrong. There is a reason that you are going through what you are going through. Mm -hmm. Wake up and pay attention to why. You may not understand it in the moment, but there's a reason for it. So figure Mm -hmm. it out and figuring it out means we need to accept where we are at right now. Yep going back in the past and being, well, why did this happen? What you need to accept right now. You need to figure out right now first. There's going to be so many dig back in the past. There's going to be so many situations that you can't answer that. You can't answer the why you will never know the why. And that's okay. Does it suck? Is it frustrating? It can be if that's how you phrase it in your mind, or you can just say, you know what? It happened. I can't change it. It is what it is. This is what I'm going to do moving forward. Yeah. Four. (laughs) rejecting reality turns into pain and suffering case in point my marriage (laughs) dude I was gonna say one of my favorite quotes is like when you refuse to accept reality you are perpetuating your own suffering yeah you phrase it like that it's like a oh Jesus like yikes that's I don't want to keep doing that hang tight for number seven (laughs) hang tight so rejecting what is actually going on increases pain and suffering. Why? Because we're refusing to see what is right in front of us. Mm -hmm. Five, refusing to accept reality can keep you stuck in unhappiness, bitterness, anger, sadness, shame, and other emotions. Are you (laughs) circa 2014, 2015? Are you is Mari in this book? Is it at me right in the book or? Yeah, it literally said Stephanie. It was wild. <laughs> Bad. Effective rethinking period relaxation. That, look, that sounds bad. That looks gross. Some of these things in here, these skills, I'm like, ooh, that looks dumb. <laughs> okay. Six, acceptance may lead to sadness. However, deep calmness usually follows. Once Mm -hmm. we've learned to accept what is going on and what is happening, calmness follows because we have a starting point. Mm -hmm. And seven, my personal favorite. Like, can you tell Marshall Linehan wrote this book or can you not? Because here it comes. The path out of hell is, is through misery. By refusing to accept the misery that is part of climbing out of hell, you fall back into hell. Marsha, <laughs> but it's, it's true. One of my favorite, no, it is. 
One of my favorite fucking quotes from when I, when we talked about living authentically, one of my quotes that's on my Pinterest board is that you can't keep wondering why you're in hell when you keep dancing with the devil. Mm -hmm. Bitch. Yes. Insert whatever fucking thing that you want to. I don't even think it has to be the devil or whatever, but like you can't keep wondering why shit isn't going right for you when you keep going down that shit ass path. Mm -hmm. It's also the definition of insanity. How would you, how could you expect anything to change when you keep doing shit? Literally. <laughs> Get out of that marriage. Quit texting that stupid ass boy. Leave that toxic ass friend. Radical acceptance. Quit that motherfucking job with the boss that's a terrible person. <laughs> mm. Put that two weeks in now and tell him Mari and Seth said. <laughs> so that is radical acceptance in a nutshell. I think that radical acceptance is the beginning of this, right? I think it looks different for everybody. I think everyone's path is different when they go mm-hmm. on it. I I feel like the moment I like understood that the marriage was over was just like a I woke up one morning and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Sure. And it, it wasn't like this, like aha epiphany moment or like sure. this last straw moment. It was just like, I woke up and I was like, wow, I am entirely too young to be this fucking unhappy. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was that, it was that like, okay, this is what we have to do now. Well, and here's the other part to it. Yes. There are big life events that happen that we have to radically accept or that we need to radically accept whatever, however you want to phrase it. Dude, start with small shit right? Radically accept the fact that it was snowing five minutes ago and I can't change it, right? Getting mad about the fucking weather when I can't change it for what, for what, you know, like start with something small to practice to then be able to use it in those bigger, harder, more like emotionally tumultuous moments. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So factors that interfere with radical acceptance. So hear me when I say this, radical acceptance is not approval, compassion, love, passivity, or against change. It is not those things. Radical acceptance is you making this journey into understanding and accepting what is happening in front of you. Factors that interfere with acceptance. So obviously there's many others, but these are three big ones. You don't have the skills for acceptance. You don't know how to accept really painful events and facts. Case in point, see a therapist. They will help you learn how to accept those moments. You believe that if you accept a painful event, you're making light of it or proving that uh, or approving of the facts and that nothing will be done to change or prevent future painful events. Mm-hmm. You're in charge of the situations that you put yourself in. You are in charge of whether we continue down that path. Of depending on what went on, setting boundaries and removing people from our lives, hopefully it eradicates some of those, those things that have happened. Well, and you're in control of how you talk to yourself about it. Again, we say that all the time, but that's a key factor in this particular one that you just said. Yes. And then the last one, emotions get in the way. Unbearable sadness, excuse me, anger at the person or group that caused the painful event, rage at the injustice of the world, overwhelming shame about who you are, guilt about you, excuse me, your own behavior. Again, it sound like a broken record, but this is where seeking professional help will help you come to understand and get a hold of your emotional mind to be able to move into that radical acceptance piece. Make sense? What's your take on 
seeking out? I think that is a tricky, a tricky question. I think that a lot of people struggle to sit in vulnerability with people. Mm -hmm. So if people are talking about events that are really heavy and really emotionally charged, some people become uncomfortable with uncomfortable become uncomfortable with the vulnerability and do not respond appropriately in Agreed. a sense. So maybe they're, maybe they're going to be like, Oh my God. Yeah. She, you know, they're horrible, blah, blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. Or they may be like, Oh my God, like I'm signing that big of a deal. Just get over it. Or like, Oh, it's okay. You're going to be fine. Like, mm-hmm. so it may feel like this dismissive nature. So I think that if you have a solid friend um, or friend group where they really do show up for you and check you when you need it, then yeah, absolutely share it. If you don't feel like you have that or are uncertain, just go get a therapist, please. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to be the point person to be able to help you move through this. And I'm not saying all therapists know how to sit in vulnerability. I, I will be the first to admit that in the very beginning of my career, I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, some heavy shit. (laughs) But now it's obviously... (laughs) That good old vicarious trauma is really mm. calloused up the skin. It's also hard when there's a bias, right? Yeah. Yep. I feel like the only friend that I can discuss things like that with is you because you get it, right? Like you mm-hmm. teach the skills, you get it, we get each other. And so I know we've talked about this before, but we're very good about calling each other out when we're ready to hear it. Right. Yeah. And if it's not a time, then we're like, okay, she's not ready to hear it. And that's okay. But when she's ready, I'll be here to let her know you know, but until then I'll validate her until she's ready. Well, and I think both of us have those moments too, where like, we're able to say, um, I know what I need to fucking do. I just don't want to do it right now. (laughs) So I don't need you to tell me what I need to do. I know what I need to do. I don't want to fucking do it. I just want to just be upset for a minute. I'm going to sit in my feelings for a minute. The caveat to to that though, is that we don't allow that to last more than a day. No, 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 no. Because then that's an active choice to sabotage yourself. We're not doing that. And let me be clear, we don't allow it to happen for a day. That doesn't mean that those feelings go away. It means that we actively challenge them. Because I remember the situation over the summer, the work situation, and I was just like, Mm -hmm. just heavy in shame. And so the next day I still was sad. And the next day after that, I was still sad, but it was, it was still that active challenge of like, okay, let's challenge this. Let's work through this. So. And looking at it now, I believe that that's what has pushed you to get to where you're at now. Right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think yeah. allowing yourself to feel it for those couple days was yes. necessary because had you not, I don't know that you would be right here right now. I don't think that I would. I think that I would be operating in trying to people please mm-hmm. and trying to smooth over a situation in which it, it was an honest mistake mm-hmm. and that's what it was. And so owning up to that, not like I'm like, I'm, I'll be the first person to apologize when I fucked up. Like that, not a problem for me. I will have humble pie all day long, but it's more so that I like when I don't like when the, the perception or there could be this perceived that I was attempting to be dishonest or something mm-hmm. like that. That has never, ever, ever, ever been my, my MO. When I was mm-hmm. little, when I was little, I lied a lot. Shit. <laughs> my dad was like, the problem was, is I couldn't tell when you were lying. <laughs> you were that good. And I was like, Oh, Richard. <laughs> I don't know you couldn't tell that I was lying I fucking get splotchy as shit 
Whenever I'm nervous about something, oh my gosh, just look at my neck and right here, it gets splotchy immediately. <laughs> then you'll know. What the fuck? Okay. Anyways, so radical acceptance, boom, unpacked, mm-hmm. unloaded or reloaded, whatever, it doesn't matter. So this was Radical Acceptance. This was episode 37 for you. You can find us at Rewriting Her Story podcast on YouTube and Instagram. You can find Steph at SpookyFitMom13. You can find me at BEA underscore XO11 every time I'm like, what is it? (laughs) And then you can find us um, Rewriting Her Story podcast at gmail.com. I might've said that already. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Okay. So until next time. I don't have a sign off. I don't have a bye. I I don't either. I've got nothing. (laughs) Bye. We will see you on the next one. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.